Welcome to the Every Thought Matters podcast, where I get a chance to talk to people about their thoughts, their journeys, and have a little fun and hopefully learn something about ourselves along the way. So please click like, subscribe, leave a rating, leave a comment, and thank you so much for listening. It truly means a lot to me. Have a great day, and remember, every thought does matter. This episode of the Every Thought Matters podcast features Melise Sakati. She's a former Miss Pakistan 2007, single mother, model, activist, and friend. On this episode, she's so outspoken on many things, which is why I had her on. I love this conversation that talks about so much from being in the Miss Universe pageant to living in Canada. One of the smartest people I know, and we hear it here on the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Thank you for listening. All right, I'm here with Elise Sakari uh, on the Every Thought Matters podcast. Welcome, and it's wonderful to hear your voice and before to see you. Sorry, were you talking to me or? Yes, you specifically. Oh, okay. Okay, Absolutely. I wasn't sure if I was on already or not. So, yes, we're I'm good. Forward. How are you, Kelly? I'm wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Woke up looking forward to this. Oh, amazing. So how is, the, how is the weather up there? We got lots of snow here already. Well, I'm now down on the Texas coast, so the weather isn't bad at all. It's a little chilly for ours, oh. but it's not Canadian chilly at all. Oh, yeah. No, it's going in minus. I am not looking forward to it. Maybe I should move to U.S. now. <laughs> Might as well. So uh, for those that don't know, I... One of the things about you is that you're former Miss Pakistan. You were in the Miss Universe pageant. What year was that? I forgot. Uh, 2007. That's right. Yeah, 2007. And I was lucky enough when I worked uh, for a Canadian company go, to go up to Toronto and actually hang out with you for a little while. Do you remember? I remember you took me to a restaurant, and that's about as much as I remember. And you were so kind. Yeah, that's... That's all I remember, too, but it's great that I got to meet you, at least, you know? Yeah, we met on some, I think it was like something called Justin TV. I think that's where Mm -hmm. we met, but I I was trying to comb my archives in my brain of where we met, and then, you know, I was up in Toronto. I'm like, hey, let's let's have dinner, because I I work Mm -hmm. for an oil and gas company out of Toronto, so it was cool to actually hang out with you, and it's been fun watching you progress to where you are today and just tell me like how did this all start I mean where did it start that you got into a pageant well I always wanted to do uh, acting modeling and stuff like that and then the opportunity he presented itself it was a Miss Pakistan pageant that was held in um, Toronto in Canada because you can't really have a pageant in Pakistan at that time um so I tried it out in 2006. I didn't win. I wasn't like giving my 100%. Then I went back again in 2007 and I actually worked hard and I won. And it's just um, since then, it's just been, it's just been nonstop, like different opportunities coming towards my way. And um, being Miss Pakistan, Pakistan being a country where women don't have much right. Women are not allowed to do what I was doing and stuff like that. It kind of, 
it kind of inspired me to speak up for women. And, uh, you know, I kind of felt like it was my responsibility. I was given this title. So I did go back, um, you know, a couple of years later, I went to Pakistan, I worked up there um, in, in the media and stuff. Um, but there was always a security risk uh, for me. So uh, last time that I was there was in 2011 or 12, I think. And then I came back and I met my ex and then ended up having a baby. So I haven't really been, I haven't really gone back. But during all this time, I used to talk about uh, social issues, women's rights, kids' rights and stuff. But I never really touched upon the religion part. Um, But in 2017 in Canada, um, there was things that I started hearing, you know, and then there was a, they were bringing in this motion uh, for Islamophobia. And that's when I was like, wait a minute, what's happening here? So that's when I started talking more about the religion and I actually saw what was happening and how Canada is changing itself. Um, So yeah, since Mm -hmm. then it's been like, you know, I've been talking a lot more about religion. I still speak about women's issues and everything. But um, so then it grew from there because I became a single mom. It was hard for me to go for auditions and do all that. So I just took um, the Internet and just, you know, created my audience here. And it's doing very well. Nice. Uh, Now, so you were born and raised in Toronto or no? Or were you? No, I was born in Pakistan. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I was there till I was 12, 13. And then I came here. So, yeah, Canada has a good Pakistani population. Am I correct? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's growing. Oh, yeah. Strong? Yeah. Why Why do you say that? Why do you no, say it's not strong? strong. I'm saying it's grown a lot since I've been here. Like, I've been mm-hmm. here for 25 years now. And uh, to give you a perspective, it's like when we came here and we lived downtown to get, like, our groceries, let's say the lentils and spices you have to drive like 15 20 minutes away to a specific store and get it from yeah. there whereas now you go into a grocery store which is a local chain no frills here you can buy spices there you can buy rice there you can buy anything you want now because the population has grown tremendously wonderful so you have a little one and you're a single mother and yet you're still out there doing like I watch your social media all the time and you're just still out there pushing a message which I love and you're always so nice to people too on social media I find that so fascinating considering everything that you've been through and that you still take the high ground well you know it changed in 2019 um there was an incident that happened in Pakistan and stuff. And I, I don't know, I kind of had a meltdown and online. So I never used to swear. And I, you know, I started uh, making videos in my language in Urdu. But uh, that one day I was talking about this incident and people in the chat, they were just ruthless. And I just lost it. I just gave it to them. And that video went pretty viral, um, grabbing me a huge following. So now it's like I do swear on my show, and that's become the con- like the whole 
uh, format of my show. Like I'll swear if somebody comes and swears, I roast them and I use bad words in my language. But like on my English um, channel, it's all obviously very professional and stuff. But on my Urdu channel, it's become like a roasting channel, comedy and stuff like that. So people like it because there's not many women, Pakistani women out there that will speak the way I do. Right. And um, right. Yeah. So it's become a hit. <laughs> yeah. But I, you still, to me, you still take the high road most of the time, even though you'll roast them. Yeah, absolutely. But you're also uplifting people as well. And you're trying to use that as a means to help people realize their value, which is one of the things that I like about you. And like I said, I've known you since it's, Gosh, it's been a long time. I don't remember. I'd have to look at my Facebook photos of what year that 2009. was. 2009. That's when I was on Justin TV. Yeah, 2009. Yeah, right. So it's been a while, and yet you're still going, and you're still doing it, and putting yourself out there. Are you still doing auditions, too? Down and back um, no, the not much. Um, no, no, not much. I've moved very far away from the city and it's uh, like, you know, an hour, hour and a half drive, sometimes two hours, depending on the traffic. So, no, I'm just mostly focused on my um, my stuff here. The only thing now I do is like I do model and stuff, but I have my OnlyFans. So anything that I used to post for free before on my Facebook and stuff, all my modeling pictures, lingerie, right. swimsuits. Now I have I charge for them like there is nothing yeah, new on my sure. OnlyFans, but it's a platform for me where I can charge for my own content. So I Which do create smart. content for that. Yeah. And well, everyone's Very doing smart. it. People that are singers, um, you know, other people that make other kinds of videos. There's people that are uh, putting their recipes out there. There's different kinds of people, you know, but it's just, I find that um, when Patreon came first, it had that bad reputation. Oh, it's only for adult stars. Don't go on Patreon. Now everybody uses Patreon. So same thing is with OnlyFans. Everyone thinks that it's only adult. There is adult content there too, but there is also other content creators. It's just a platform from where we can actually have membership and make some money from our content. Yeah, which I agree with. You should and not give that away for free. Whatever it is, whether it's a recipe or nature photos or whatever, you should get, you should be paid for the value that you put out there regardless of content. Mm -hmm. So, and that's good. Yeah. I'm glad they're doing that. What other endeavors are you actually getting into? I mean, uh, right now, social media that. is it. Sorry? So you've got two shows plus the OnlyFans. And what else do you got going on? Oh, social media. It's, um, well, I have three different channels. Okay. Where first one was the one in Urdu, where I used to sit there and do my makeup and talk about stuff. But then people were like, why are you doing your makeup, blah, blah, blah. And then some were like, oh, well, you should make your other makeup channel. So because I talk a lot about religion and a lot of other things. So I kind of separated it and I've created a separate makeup channel where I post makeup videos, uh, beauty videos and stuff. And then I have another channel that is in English and we focus on what's going on in, um, in North America, you know, US, Canada. Um, right. I've started doing some interviews of ex-Muslims because I am involved into the religion part too. So there's a lot of them coming out now in the West and we're speaking up and it's called Waking Up the West, um, mostly informing 
Canadians or Americans to see what we're up against and uh, what's happening and how everything is changing, you know? So that's there. And then I have the OnlyFans and, you know, I've got the Facebook. Instagram has blocked me now. I don't know why. Um, So I get reported a lot as well. Yeah. So I get reported a lot on Facebook, Instagram, because people don't like what I have to say because I speak the truth, right? So Instagram blocked me from even doing stories from a post that I uh, posted last year, Christmas time, from a year ago. And it, it has no nudity. It has nothing in it. I've seen girls butt naked, honestly, on Instagram with everything oh, yeah. in a thong and nothing happens. And yeah, for me, they've blocked me. I can't, uh, I can't caption anything I can post just a picture or something but yeah so i have no i don't know how to contact them i'm gonna have to find a way to contact them and figure out why i'm blocked for something that i think they should review it so yeah, yeah. no i go through that facebook blocks me all the time so it's not well facebook and instagram are owned by the same company so it's probably the same mm-hmm. whatever and that's just i don't know but i love the fact that you're not afraid to go out there and speak what the truth that you see because that's what we need and we need that and we need the people like you say it's wake up wake up the west i love that that title alone just i had to write it down just so i would remember it because it's you know we need that kind of stuff but that's to me i've always seen you as this brave woman i mean how where is that coming from being raised in pakistan as you know and because you to me you seem really brave you're, you're willing to challenge whatever is out there and go, yeah, no, this is how it is. Where did you get that? I think, um, well, growing up, I was very shy. Um, in school, in, in my school, I remember I, I always wanted to be on the stage and stuff. But in real life, I was very shy. I'd go sing, do dance performances, acting and stuff. But I think... Um, I come from a generation of women, like my grandmother, when uh, she got married, she was a Muslim and she got married to a non-Muslim. This was before the partition happened of Pakistan and India before 1947. And you can just imagine how it was like then, you know, at that time. So, but she fought her whole family because she loved my grandfather and, uh, yeah, so she, she, you know, faced everybody. And then my mother also uh, was in a very abusive relationship. Um, when my father passed away, she took both of us, me and my sister, and brought us up here um, and raised us as a single mom. So I guess I've seen all these women around me not giving up. Um, and my mother is a huge part of it because anything I wanted, she was there to support me, anything like, you know, and um, the trust between us was so strong that I would tell my mother everything. So usually what happens is like kids go out and parents are calling them, you know, all the time. Where are you? Where are you? With me, my friends were like, your mother never calls you. You could be out as late as you. I'm like, because she knows I'll call her and tell her where I am. So anytime it was like when I'm coming home, I would call my mom. And so she always knew and trusted me and, you know, always stood beside me. So she gives me a lot of strength, uh, you know, to speak what I want. And sometimes she tells me to shut up, too, because I burned too many bridges. <laughs> I've burned a little bit too many bridges lately. Um, so in about like in August or July, my YouTube was doing really good. But then um, I had a lot of Indians that were coming there and they love when you bash Islam or Pakistanis, right? So 
but then they come there and then they start with their own stuff right like oh our hanuman flew up to the sky and this and that so then i would always ask them a question because i'm you know me i can't keep my mouth shut so i'd be like okay you <laughs> believe in islam that no one can fly but you believe in your religion somebody else can fly right so as soon as you question i question them that was it you know they were just like no you're anti-india you're anti-hinduism and blah, blah, blah. so it all started um so my mom was like come on don't burn all your bridges you, you you can't go to pakistan you won't be able to go to india where are you gonna go and i'm like well i'll just stay here there's a whole world i can travel um but it's just i find the world is becoming so sensitive um everyone has become like oh my god my religion is in danger i need to preserve it it's just I feel like we're going backwards in certain things. As technology is growing, people's minds are just going backward. And that's another reason why I wanted you on here, because I know you you won't mince any words. And that's, to me, that's one of your gifts. And I kind of with your, you know, you don't want to burn bridges, but you also, if you feel that, you feel that. And it's, I like that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I've, I grew up questioning everything. Because it's just, I don't know. I've always been curious about how things work. So just because somebody says this is it, I just go, well, why? Most people don't like mm-hmm. that. And, but that's what I like about, I liked about you. Because you just do that because you're like, well, why? You know, if you believe this, but why? You know, and I love that because it's not that they're wrong or you're right. It's just, you're trying to get to the bottom of it to help you understand it better. And, Mm-hmm. I think that's cool. Mm-hmm. I think there's always uh, a lot of questions. Um, and I've seen a huge difference since 2017. Um, online, if you were to go online, there was like no ex-Muslim movement or anything. Then there was the apostate prophet. He came. Um, and then there is Har Sultan who approached me in 2019. I think he started in 2018 and stuff. And now you see there's so many ex-Muslims coming out. There's actually a whole propaganda, fake ex-Muslims coming out, you know, before you could hardly, you know, you never heard anybody that left Islam because, you know, you leave Islam, it's you die. So people wouldn't come and say that, oh, I'm an apostate or I left the religion and stuff. But now it's just, it's being, especially in India, it's being used uh, as a propaganda, especially um, to create hate against Muslims. And that's where we stand up and we're like, well, we're not spreading hate. We want to attack the ideology. We don't attack the people. We attack the ideology, right? And then those ideologies needs to be questioned, right? Sure. Just like Christian yeah. ideologies need to be questioned. Same thing, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And and but I think uh, Christians are but- still Christians are still uh, open minded about it. Like I haven't come across too many, but they won't be like, oh, they won't like. Um, they won't be like, oh, they're doing blasphemy, kill them. But um, I've seen, I've that's how it happens in Pakistan. But now this whole thing is growing in um, the extremism is growing in India as well. There's been a few cases of uh, Muslim men being killed um, and Muslim women being killed by the Hindus because of the whole extremism. Right. Um, there was a news about the Sikhs. They killed, um, they actually decapitated this guy uh, because um, I guess he burned some pages or whatever. I don't even think they found any evidence that he had disrespected their book. But before we used to hear, okay, it was only in Islam, but now 
other people from other religions are also getting very sensitive about it. Um, Armin Navabi, he runs Atheist Republic on Twitter, and he had actually posted a picture of Kalima, Kalima, right? The, that's one of their goddesses. But it was like a very sexy picture. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. The whole Twitter, the whole India lost it. They, they like... They stooped so low, like they took his dead mother's pictures and um, photoshopped them. And yeah, and then he's got <laughs> case going on in court. So, you know, instead of moving forward, progressing, people are moving backwards um, and they're learning from each other. I think each religion is capturing something or the other from the other one. I agree with that 100%. I do feel like it is going a little bit backwards. But in speaking of religion, I mean, I have gone from being a, a good old Catholic boy to an atheist to now believing in the divinity of all of us because I think everybody has God inside them. I don't, and I believe that that's kind of where I'm at and it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. So I've developed my own spiritual practice around that. I mean, what kind of spiritual practice do you have in your life that helps keep you grounded? Well, I don't think I have any practices. Like, um, I think um, because we don't know, but we know this much. Like, I am not saying that there is no God or there is no creator. Maybe there is, you know, it's just mm-hmm. not the God of Islam or it's not the God of Hinduism or Christianity, right? Because, I believe in anything that created us, or if there is anybody that created us, he doesn't care about us. He made us, that's it. And that that's it. That was all his thing. He hasn't put us up here and he's examining us. And then, you know, cause it does, doesn't make sense, you know, for anybody, if we're his kids to give us those severe punishments. And like, if God was there, like there's little girls getting raped and all that, why he just sits there and watches and doesn't do anything, you know? So even if there is a God and it's there, it's not involved in our life. So for me, it's just, I keep myself positive. I work out. Um, I spend a lot of time with my family, friends. Um, I have isolated myself a lot. Like I don't have too many friends. I used to, I used to be like a social butterfly, but you know, those people are only around you when everything is good. So when shit hits the fan, everybody disappears, you know? So at that time, I really learned who my true friends were. So I keep myself very, um, in a very small circle of people. Um, I focus more on work. Um, when you have a child, you honestly have time for nothing. So I don't <laughs> think I true. have any practices. I'll meditate a little bit. I'll do yoga. You know, I work out and uh, that's about it. Well, you seem extremely grounded and like very rooted in who you are, which I love. But I love the fact that you're so curious about everything because most I think that that's a beautiful trait to have. I know I have it. I know the people that and I'm doing the same thing. I'm closing in my circle of people and I'm starting to attract the right people that I want in my life, the, the people that will elevate me and take me to you know, as I say, Kelly 2.0, because I'm a life coach and I do podcasting. And for you to say yes for this podcast changed me today. It's like, wow, because I haven't done it for a month. And and I realized when I woke up this morning, wow, this is what I want to do. And this is this is my joy. I love these kind of conversations. 
And this is not an easy conversation. It's not like this, you know, it's not rainbows and unicorns. It's real life and real stories and real people and real questions. That's why I wanted mm -hmm. you on. Yeah, no, it's, um, you know, I see a huge difference. Like I've been talking about women's rights and issues and mm -hmm. stuff. And when you, when I go live now on my Facebook and stuff, uh, since I switched over to my language, I've been able to connect more with, you know, women and everyone. And uh, there is women that message me all the time. There's women now that come on calls and they're like, you know, uh, listening to you have changed our lives. We're, we're more rational. We're questioning things. We're changing things and they're standing up for themselves, you know, um, and it's so amazing to see that, you know, you've been working so hard towards something and people are actually listening and changing their minds. So it really, really feels good and motivates me to um, do more, you know, and like you were talking about, it's very important to cut out all the negativity from your life. You got to and I used to be a very positive person. You know, that's how I accomplished whatever I've done is just keeping that positive mindset. But when I had uh, my ex and I never planned to have a child outside of marriage, let alone be a single mom, that was never in my plans. But that kind of just broke me down. And that was also because the partner I was with there, he was a very narcissist person. So like all my self-esteem was pushed down, especially when I was pregnant during those nine months, because I was so emotional and the hormones were all crazy as soon as the baby was out because I was crying on everything when I was pregnant. But as soon as the baby came out, I was a whole different person. Right. And it was about two years. Uh, my daughter was two years when I was just like, that's it, because it was always yelling, screaming. And my daughter was around that environment. So I'm like, no, this is not what I want to be. This is not where I want to be. I'm not myself. And I had people around me that told me that this is not you you have changed, you know, and this person brings out the worst in you. So that was a cutoff thing. And we just kind of, you know, and after that, like anybody that brings in negativity, whether it is my family, you know, my mother used to live with me before. Now she's not here. My family, nobody, like it's just me and my daughter now. And we focus on that. And sometimes when I do go and visit there and it's just like the fights and stuff, and I'm just like, oh my God, <laughs> like I got to get out of here. I can't handle it no more. You know, you just get so tired of the, Kitch, kitch all the time. I like to have my peace. I like to be positive. I want to be around people that will lift me up. I can lift them up, you know, help them. Um, and that's what life is all about. You know, anything negative drama I see, I just walk away. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting the same way. I just recently have found some really positive people on TikTok of all things, which is weird and mm. fascinating because I found people that are coaches like me and they're just great, positive people. And the way TikTok's algorithm works is it attracts everything that you look at. So I'm looking at these coaches. So also today I got a Buddhist monk in my feed. I'm like, this is mm -hmm. cool. Yeah. TikTok also deleted me. TikTok, Snapchat, they both deleted me. Now, I don't know if they deleted me because I, well, not TikTok, but Snapchat, I don't know. Maybe they deleted me because I shared my OnlyFans link, but all the other women do it too. So I don't know. It was my account of like five, six years. They deleted it. TikTok, they again, they hit me on nudity and there's no nudity. I don't post anything nude because I post yeah. anything that is a little bit even skimpy goes on my OnlyFans. I don't even post any bikini pictures or nothing like that. You know, it's just, 
it was deleted and I requested review and no, and I see other women and other men topless. And it's just like, doesn't make sense why they no. attack some people and why they don't, I guess when your account gets reported a lot, maybe that's why I have no idea. So I yeah, no I gave up on TikTok. Either. I was like, forget it. <laughs> I just totally gave up on that. Yeah. Well, that, but again, that's you getting rid of the negativity instead of worrying whether or not Snapchat or TikTok likes you. You're like, okay, fine. That's what, apparently that's not for me. I'm okay with that. I've got what I've got. I'm nurturing a good family at home and being positive with that and taking care of that. See, that's how we all should be doing it though. Like if they don't like you, they don't like you. Oh, big deal. So what, you know, right? Yeah. But sometimes it pisses you off, right? Because when you're uh <laughs> you're you're not even doing anything wrong, like right now yeah. I'm really pissed off at Instagram because I work very hard to grow my audience yes, and everything. I put a lot of time in it and all of a sudden they come and they just like they don't they don't even answer you, you know. Like I have to figure out because in Facebook I can go and request a review, but I don't even know how to go and do that on Instagram. So I'm gonna ask uh, some people to help me out with it. To ask them, oh. like, why? If you are, this post has no nudity. And if you think this is nudity, well, then I'm going to send you other stuff that is on Instagram. That should That's worse, way worse than what I've posted. So I guess disheartening sometimes. Um, my English channel, too, on YouTube, I was working very hard on it to get it monetized. And it was this close of being monetized. But I started it with somebody else, with another media company. And um, they were putting no effort into it. I was doing the editing. I was doing everything for that channel. So then I was like, you know what? If I'm going to do 100% of the work, but you're going to keep 50% of the money, I'm not okay with it. You know, so they kept the channel and they said, okay, well, you can start another one. So I had to start all over again. And, you know, you do get demotivated sometimes and you got to find that motivation to come on and do it again. And I'm still struggling with some of the stuff, but I push myself every day. I'm like, no, I got to keep going, keep going. It's going to work. It's going to work. And it will. It's just that I haven't been going live a lot on my English channel. I've been just focusing on the Urdu one. But um, I remember in 2018 or 19, um, I started going live. I was selling makeup at that time for Unique. So I started going live every day and I would do my makeup. So I started with like three people watching me to one time I had 5,000 people in a month. So the algorithm, especially with live, um, they show live videos bring you the most audience, right? So it's just finding that time for an hour every day and doing that. I used to do that before I would put my daughter to bed, but now I'm getting older. So by the time she's in bed at eight, I am exhausted. I'm like, there's no way I want to go anywhere, do anything. I am. Yeah, I'm getting mm-hmm. old. I pass out about 10 o'clock. <laughs> I don't last too long. It's all good, but, it, you know, like Muhammad Ali says, it's not about the knockouts. It's how you react to when you get up, you know, you get knocked down and you're proving us to everybody and to yourself that, yeah, you're going to get knocked down, but I'm going to get back up because this is what I want to do. This is, for me personally, like the last month has been not been really easy. I've been depressed a lot because I lost my job and all of that, but I just like, getting back up off the mat and getting I need to keep doing the podcast because this is one of my favorite things in the world I love talking to people and I love recording it I love doing the artwork and all the graphics and publishing it and you know 
seeing how it affects people. And I think, you know, talking to you is going to affect women and think, you know, I can do that too. That's what I want. Yeah. That's all life is all about. You know, it will knock you down. And yes, I get that way too. I get, I go under depression. There are times where I'm just like, don't even want to wash my face. I, and I just don't want to get off, you know, I'll drop her to school and it's very, very hard for me to like go through those days. But I find that my daughter also helps me a lot to get out of that depression. But I go through those days. I've had those days, you know, but you have to really fight with yourself. And like you were saying, you know, you love doing the podcast. I love the same thing. I love talking to people. Um, And when you see the results, like, you know, somebody that comes up there and then they actually appreciate you and they're like, you know, you changed my life. Um, it makes it all worth it, to be honest. You know, it really does. Um, but we all go through, especially with the COVID and everything for the last two years, it's just right. been depressing for everyone. How is, uh, how is in Texas? I heard you guys are all open now. Uh, we've been open for quite a while, actually. You oh, know, okay. no mask mandates or anything like that. And, you know, that has affected, though, because it just, it affects everybody. I worked at Walmart for like 18 months and basically most of the time I was there, we were in COVID. And so I went through that, watched it all, you know, at the front lines. And so it wasn't easy. So you yeah. do it, you do what you, you try and stay positive. You try, I, that's one of the things I loved about that job was I got to be in contact with these customers and help them get through that. I even mm-hmm. had a customer recognize me for it and I got an award and everything for it but I was just doing my job because I wanted to you know yeah. it's hard on everybody so if you can make another person smile you're good that's a great day and mm-hmm. this is why I do this podcast because I know I can make my people smile and I love talking to people and I like figuring out like their origin story and you know I just learned something today about Pakistan and India was the, in 1947 that was the what did you call it? What was the word where they split? Partition. Partition. Yeah. So that's when they it was one country separate... before, right? Yeah. Right. Yep. They became separate countries. And that's always, I did, I do know some history that that's a, you know, there's some contention between the two countries because I do read and follow some of that. But still, I didn't know mm-hmm. it was that recent. I thought it was, you know, 100 year, of years ago. So. Oh, no. And it was all done over the basis of actually the guy or the people that wanted, they wanted to be, I guess they wanted to be in politics and they wanted to be the ruler and then they couldn't, they knew that. So that's why they were like, okay, we are going to make a separate country for Muslims, even though there's more Muslims that still live in India right now, Muslim majority, like there's more than in Pakistan. Um, and that's, I can see where Indians also come from at the same time. I can also see where they're coming from. Like if, if you wanted your own country, if, if it was based only on religion, then I think everyone should have moved there, you know, and if that's what they wanted. And, um, I still have that belief because you see people coming here from different parts of world, you know, China, India, whatever. 25 years ago, when I came here, Canada was different. Now, 25 years later, Canada is way different because we've got a mixture of everyone here. They're in our politics, but they want to bring their rules and laws. So basically they leave again, I'm going to say, you know, 
sometimes I talk like Trump. <laughs> so, so, you know, <laughs> what happens is like they leave the country that they're in because that country is not providing them with a future or any kind of facilities. And it's a shithole. So they leave the shithole country, come to a good country. And then when they come to the good country, they want the same sh- stuff that was in that shithole country. They want it here. And it's yeah. like, why did you leave that country when you wanted the same crap here? You know, just go back there. And I, I come across so many people just like that. And it just it just bothers me a lot. And, I, you know, because um, as a mother, I want to leave my child to Canada that I experienced a free country, free, you know. We're not yeah. very free anymore because of this whole COVID thing that has started too. Um, it has restricted True. a lot of a lot of things for us. Are they um, what in Texas? Are they forcing the vaccination, or it's whoever wants no. it? Uh, the fun thing about our, the states is what everybody the misnomer about the United States is that everybody thinks it's a democracy, but it's a republic which is two mm-hmm. different things because basically we're a conglomerate of countries, if you will, but they're called states and every state mm-hmm. got a little bit different spin on it. So like Florida and Texas have a little more uh, conservative view of that and say New York and California don't. And it's a Republic. So the states, they built it, they built the framework based on that to, to kind of keep the federal government in check. So states, have, you know, mm-hmm. so that's why it gets with COVID some states are a little more restricted than the others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're forcing right. it on us here. Yeah, like if, I've, um... I've heard that as well. And I, I don't know. I have a hard time with it, but I also, I'm not here to say what another person or another jurisdiction should do because that's, I'm just trying to live my best life. And that's mm-hmm. to me also drawing in the circle of what, really feeds me what feeds feeds my dog and literally i live in a little 200 square foot redneck trailer with that but i love it and mm-hmm. try not i try not to get involved too much into that to work because i'm not sure that my voice would matter but that i'm working more on every thought matters to try to keep my inner peace going and keep you know the waters kind of smooth and calm for me because if I can do that, then that's when, when I'm at my best, that's when I can help others. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where I go with all yeah. of that. I think with the, with the COVID thing, I think it's, it should be everyone's personal choice. If somebody doesn't sure. want it, they want it. That's fine. You know, it's just forcing people. I, I've seen like forcing somebody to do something is always going to drive them far away from it. Yep. You know, um, psychology and that's that. what's happening here. Yeah, it's just now in Canada, it's like if you don't have the vaccine, you can't go out to eat, you can't go out to do this, we can still go grocery shopping, we can still go in the malls and stuff, Uh, we can't go watch movies, or we can't travel, right? So that's kind of like pushing it. That's why I'm thinking maybe I should move to Texas. (laughs) I got plenty of friends down here. Mm -hmm. And it's a wonderful state. It's open and yeah, I took I love it. It, you know, as it, you may not know, because we, back in the 1800s, it was actually a nation by itself, and then they decided they wanted to be part of the United States. So, mm. <laughs> but it's a wonderful place to live, and it's a lot warmer than 
I, like I said, I've been to Toronto in the middle dead of winter, you know, for work. Oh yeah. Oh, and I've got a friend that lives in on the Ontario side of Detroit, and she's like, it's cold as all get out. So, but mm-hmm. again, it's all for me, you know. Spiritual practice for me isn't just meditating and journaling or whatever. It's still keeping a good handle on what you consume in terms of information. Even that is part of a good spiritual practice. And, you know, like you can consume this information and then also help it to be an advocate for women and women's rights. Because, good Lord, you understand this way better than 90% of us. You really do. Mm-hmm. And you could, well, and that's your gift too. And that's what you give us. I mean, yeah. you talked about no, your I grandmother and, and your mother and all of that. That's a gift for us to see. Yeah. And well, I have a daughter to raise too, right? So, and a lot of men always come up there and they're like, oh, you're going to raise your daughter to be like you? And I'm like, oh yeah, I am. I'm going to raise my daughter to just be like me. So she doesn't have to stand there and listen to anybody. She shouldn't have to, especially a man telling her how to dress, how to do, how to live her life. No, you know, for them, a woman sitting there, you know, I'm talking about these countries. They're living 1400 years ago. Still they're living in the past. And for them to see even a woman just to speak, the way I do or sitting there without a headscarf is like, Oh my God, how dare she, you know, she's destroying our women. Um, Two days ago on Twitter, there was a girl that posted a video and a picture. So you know how they have the shalwar kameez, the dress. So what Mm -hmm. she did, kameez is a shirt and shalwar is the pants. So what she did was she only wore the kameez and she took a picture without the shalwar. Like obviously she had underwear underneath it. So basically she wore the shirt as a dress the whole nation lost it like the whole nation lost it and i was like you know we don't need nuclear bombs to bring you guys down all we need to do is take away all these women's pants and you guys are done because it Mm -hmm. caused so much distress to these men is just like why it's everyone's choice and then they were like there was even big celebrities they're like oh we're not talking about islam but then then they became they come on her knee they're like oh they're so black oh if you were pretty then you should be showing your legs and this and that just a mindset wow this whole racism thing the color you know mm-hmm. the dark color thing and the light skin thing it's a huge thing in pakistan and india you know um and then funny is when they come here when they come here they will be the first one to point at the white person and be like you're being racist and it's like, you yourself are the biggest racist people on the planet. You're selling whitening creams and white bleach, try to be white, white, white colors look so good upon, you know, back home. If you're dark skin, they will call you with that, you know, those slurs and stuff. And I'm like, then how dare you come here? And now you're like all, you know, standing up for yeah. racism. And uh, yeah, so it's just so hypocritical. They need to fix their own societies before they can go and fix other countries that are already progressing, that have already done better than them. They come here and they try to fix it here. There's nothing to be really fixed. <laughs> now, it's, it's, it's a fascinating dichotomy of, of cultures and how people actually 
perceive things. And as you were talking about that, and to me, and that's why I go back to keeping my circle of positivity small and the right people and the right information that I consume to where if I can do that, then I can be a better advocate to help fix, you know, what ails us and help people. That's why I'm a coach. Cause I like when I knew you back, back in the day, when I came up there, I was a computer programmer. And, you know, when you're not in information technology, like I was for 25 years, I got to expose more to different cultures there because there's so many people from so many different cultures in IT. You know, that was when I first heard about arranged marriages back in 2002. And I can still remember the pictures. And I'm like, one of the guys I work with went back to India and had an arranged marriage and it was a gorgeous thing. And then, you know, all of this, I got to, more exposed to different cultures that way than I did anything else. But then now I just go back to, I can't help anybody else if I can't help myself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you do have to put yourself first. Like, you know, even with me, like I said, like I go through things and I think social media, doing live, everything really did help me come out of depression. Like when, especially when I was, you know, um, my ex left and I was alone with a child. I think it helped me a lot. I used to come up there because a lot of friends and or people that called friends, called me friends would just kind of disappear. They were like, oh, well, shit has gone down for her. Now we, she's not going to come party with us. She can't come to our parties and she can't be doing this and that. So then, yeah, they all backed out. So I used to come Mm -hmm. here and it was, it was like talking to strangers was better than me talking to any of the friends actually, you know? So it helped me a lot. Social media does help in that way that you don't feel alone and you have people to talk to and you get focused into doing something then, you know, and like, you're like, okay, now I have a purpose, something to do. Sorry. I just lost my earpiece down here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think that for me, I never looked at it that way. So I appreciate you saying that because that was that you just kind of coached me a little bit because that's what I get out of this podcast. It gives me a purpose and a reason you know i love it just because i've always been able to talk to people as you know that's easy for me it's Mm -hmm. not hard so but doing it in this format to learn so much like today i've learned like a ridiculous amount about uh you about your culture and what's really important to you and that's opened my mind and i love that that's why i do this so my mind can be expanded yeah, no, I think you should, you should continue. And uh, there is people that want to listen to that and positivity and it gives people hope, you know, there's, especially with the whole Corona thing going on right now, there's a, still a lot of countries that are under lockdown. So um, like the whole ex-Muslim movement, shoot it up because everybody was home. Even my social media got a huge following because everybody was home and, um, you know, people had nothing yeah. to do, but stick to the internet stick to social media, you know, nobody really watches that much TV anymore. I find I don't watch that much TV. Um, because there's so much other stuff to watch. <laughs> yeah, there is other and, you know, I ended up even though I was working and I've, I've worked throughout all of it other than the last month, actually about almost two months. Uh, but so I went, you know, because you couldn't really go out and couldn't do anything. So I work, come home. And I, 
I just started writing down all these TV shows that I watch because I've watched everything now and not just U.S. Mm-hmm. shows. Like I've watched so many shows from like Colombia to uh, Finland to Iceland to Denmark to France to Spain and even Israel. There was a really great show in Israel about the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. So it was great. Mm. It blew me away. <laughs> you know, so that's what my mom does. My mom writes down all the shows she has watched, or the which ones she wants to watch. She's got a whole list of stuff. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I don't get much time. Um, I I started rewatching, like I did the whole thing of Seinfeld because I didn't watch all the episodes. I went through binge watched, not binge watched, but like I get to watch like a, an episode or two a day. Um, mm-hmm. So right now I'm on two and a half men, and. Um, when I was watching it, like, especially when Charlie Sheen was in it. Um, and I was like, you know what? We're lucky that this show is not playing now because it would have been canceled a long time before yeah. he even got started oh, because would, there was yeah. a lot of things in there. Yeah. That would, the feminists would eat them alive, you know? And yeah. I am a huge feminist. I would say I stand for all women's rights, but at the same time, um, I think we're all grown-ups and we can take some stuff. Like if somebody was to make a joke at me, crack a joke, it's fine, you know? Um, yeah, they showed that guy as a pig. There was some misogynistic thing, but it's comedy, you know? People have to like, I don't know, people need to loosen up a little bit. Anything that you see now, everyone's so sensitive to every yeah. single thing. Like the comedians, you don't see any good comedians anymore or any comedy. Look at Dave Chappelle. What happened to Dave Chappelle? They were like, um, these are like gems Dave Chappelle Jerry Seinfeld you know there's all these comedians you don't see them no more yeah but and I agree so but there's so much good I'm like your mom because I do the same thing I, I actually uh, write them down so and I wrote a blog post that you know just to show people what shows to watch like on Netflix or Amazon Prime because it's just great stuff and it's fun mm-hmm. and it's but I it make, but by what I watch so many, I watch more subtitle stuff. So then I do English stuff and I learn so much about different countries. Like there was this one show called border town that was set in Finland, which is basically a border town between Finland and Russia. And I didn't know anything about that. And now I've got like some little bit of a idea about the history between those two countries which is kind of cool mm-hmm. yet it's a narrative fictional story mind you but it's still kind of cool so i love mm-hmm. it for that reason so because i get an education from it but yeah. that's what i do yeah no i watch a lot of documentaries and stuff and even with mm-hmm. my daughter i get her to watch you know more science stuff you know mm-hmm. um planets solar system and stuff like we I wanted to show it to her and then one day I picked this um, video and I was watching it with her and it shows, you know, the small planet and then the bigger planet and then it shows you Earth. So it shows you, you know, one is this small and the other one's this big and then the other one's this big and then it keeps going and going and going and then like it was just, I was like, and it shows you the whole universe and then my daughter's like, mommy, where are we? Because you don't even see the Earth. Right. When you watch that video and even I was just like in a in an awe because we're nothing like we think our problems are so big. But in this whole universe, we're not even a little dot, like not even a little dot, you know, so that's what 
uh, boggles my mind. And that's when I question the religions is like, God has written in all these books, so much nonsense, to be honest, you know, about things or things mm-hmm. like, oh, a woman and man are going to have sex and they're going to reproduce. I'm sure we would have figured that out. You know, I'm sure we would figure that out. But we don't know what is out there in the in the universe. How God that created the universe doesn't tell us anything about what's out there, but tells us these little bitty things that we will figure it out on our own anyhow. You know, it's just now that human are getting, we are getting smarter and we have the technology that we can see how far we've gone, you know, and then now they know about the big bang and everything, but it's just, it just boggles my mind how people don't think about it. Like where I live. um, So I live far from Toronto, right? So the other day I went, when I moved here last year, I would go outside and I could hear uh, howling, like there's coyotes, wolves. And it's like, honestly, it sounded like something from the hell. Um, And I was a little creeped out about it, you know. This year, when I went out the other day and it was clear sky and I could hear like probably four or five hundred, it sounded like it. And I just couldn't, I just looked up and I couldn't help myself. But I stepped outside and it was pitch dark, pitch dark in the backyard. I go outside and all I did was just look up and all I could hear was this howling sound. And I was not scared. I was not, um, you know, I didn't have any fear. And we have, we all have that fear in ourselves. You know, people believing in ghosts and spirits and stuff. And I've had this conversation with a few people where some people always have this story. Oh, my friend's friend saw this person or friend's friend saw that person, whatever. Even my sister, she came, she comes to my house and she was like, oh, in your this one area, I just get a weird feeling, and there's I think something in your house, and I'm like, there's nothing in my house. It's all in your head. <laughs> like there's nothing in your house. Because when I was here alone in the beginning, yes, I was a little scared, but I wasn't scared of ghosts. I was watching a lot of murder mystery stuff. <laughs> I was scared more of human beings coming in my house yeah. and trying to do something. And I'm like, I'm okay with ghosts. And there has been incidents like one day I was sleeping, I passed out on the couch, and my tap water comes on. But my tap is touch, right? So you touch it and it comes on. It's five in the morning and it comes on and I just wake up, come back, turn it off and I go back to bed. And next day I'm like, maybe I should have looked around to see if there was something in the house or not. I was just not even worried about it. Um, There was another sensor thing that I had here, a ghost for Halloween. And it just kept going on like a sensor, right? And when I turned it off from the back, it didn't do it. So I'm like, maybe it was something, a wind flowing or whatever. Even if there is something in the house, it's not here to bug me or do anything. I've never seen anything. I don't have any feelings like that. But it's just, you know, we create those things in our head, the fears. It's all put into our head, you know, from the beginning. Um, I think if a child, like, for example, my daughter, when kids are little, they're not scared of anything. They'll go jump down the stairs. They're not scared of anything. It's us. We put that fear in them of ghosts, of God, of this and that. And it's funny because my, my daughter, the other day, we were coming back from the beach summertime and we passed this church. So she's like, mommy, what is this? Because she doesn't know. I'm like, it's a church. And, you know, people go there to pray. And she's like, OK, let's go inside and pray. And I said, well, we can't because we're not properly dressed for it. And she's like, what? We have to be dressed properly for this? And I'm like, yeah, God has got laws. <laughs> He's got rules. You can't just go in like this if you want to pray. So which doesn't make sense. Why do we have to? We're still fully clothed. 
but why couldn't we just go to church like that? You know, we have to, why do we have to have a dress and all that? You know, so they, these little things that we put into our kids' brains, instead, we should tell them about science. We should tell them about what's out there, you know, technology and stuff like that. Yeah, I had that same thing because I, I stumbled across something yesterday. I was over at my friend's house and we, we talk spirituality, the universe and all that stuff. And I just, and it dawned on me is that we all need to tap into that eight-year-old version of ourselves because that's where the universe and everything is, is playful. There's no barriers and there's no rules. And like when you're in vacation mode, you're kind of that eight-year-old kid waiting to go get in the car and go on that vacation or, mm-hmm. you know, or when you see something that makes you happy, like a bunny rabbit going across the, the meadow, you're tapping into the eight-year-old portion of yourself, which is like you talk about with your daughter, everything kind of just becomes easy because we don't have those rules and those boundaries and that programming get by it yet. And I love that, that mm-hmm. you're trying to teach your daughter that is to keep that. And I think that's wonderful. And I know you're blessed yeah. to be able to do that too. Yeah, no, I I consider myself very lucky and it's all because of my mother that she gave us the opportunity that she brought us up here because I I don't even know where I would be if I was still back home. Um, I think uh, all this stuff that I've gotten to experience, all these things that I've gotten to see and enjoy my life, like a big part of my life or big part of opportunities would have been taken away from me and I wouldn't even know that they exist. And that's what makes me sad is that there is women and kids out there that will never know what life is all about. They will never have those fun moments, the joy that they can have just because some religion tells them to just be locked in a house all day and night. And when they go out, they have to dress up in a garbage bin, you know, and then they're fine to go out. Like, that's not a way to live. That is not a way to live. But that's how they've been programmed. Yeah, I know. And I love that you're just like keeping those open to all those possibilities of what life could be really about. Like you saw the Milky Way galaxy when you walked out there, didn't you? Like, cause there's no light pollution where you're at, right? There's no bunch, no bunch of city lights and stuff. So you mm-hmm. really got to see like the Milky Way galaxy. And I've done that a couple of times and that's just awe inspiring. It just makes me realize what a speck of, I am in this entire universe and that's why mm-hmm. I like it because you're blessed because you get to do that oh yeah and then also like that's what I was wondering too like I'm like if the universe is so big how can it be that there is nobody out there how could it be that we're the only ones there you know and now people are like well I know yeah you know, I don't think any life can be on this planet well you don't know maybe they have evolved according to their surroundings. You know, yep. maybe if there is somebody that lives on a hot planet, maybe they're they're used to of that hotness. Maybe their body can absorb that heat, right? We are we have evolved to according to our surroundings. Maybe there is a, a species that can live without water. Maybe there is species that can live without eating food. We don't know that, right? Like we just don't know. So how can we, um, you know? take that whole factor out. And then people also bring in this argument and well, you don't know about God either. 
you know, you don't see the God. And you know, so I say, okay, yes, I'm not saying that there maybe is no God, but if there is a God, it's not your God because a God cannot be that cruel, you know, who's, who's so like, he's so petty, you know, God cannot right. be that petty little thing um, that you're trying to explain. But yeah, no, there is, um, I think uh, we don't even know, maybe there could be a parallel universe. Who knows where in the, when we die, who knows, maybe we go into the other dimension. We don't know that, right? Like, and it's, I think I people are just scared of anything that they don't know, right? I agree when with you, you don't 100%. know something, they're scared of it. But once you find the solution or whatever, then you're just like, okay, you know, now I know. So there's no fear of it. And um, the fear of death is a huge thing for everyone. So that's how they control. I think religion and everything was made to control people and um, get them to listen to what they want to do. Yeah, I, I would go down that path as well. And But what makes you and I specifically different is that just because we don't know something, we, that's when we take our little, you know, turn on our uh, flashlight and start looking through it and trying to understand it because it doesn't scare us. You and I, that doesn't scare us. That just goes, oh, cool. Something I don't know. Let's figure it out. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to God and the universe and all that, well, I, we don't have the tools for that, but we still don't, we don't fear that. Because mm -hmm. that's what I think is different about at least you and my, me and a few people in my social circle like don't look at it that way we look at it like oh cool i don't know that i don't fear it i'm like yeah. okay what what can i learn from my about myself through that you know and go yeah. from that point of view as opposed to oh yeah this is the way it is and this is how it's supposed to be now it's not yeah where's that written you know why do i have to follow that yeah but i think as uh time's passing um, I don't know, maybe a hundred years from now, 200 years from maybe we will know what is out there. You know, people yeah. are already planning to go to Mars. So if you've come that far up, like that's what I ask people, especially people that follow Islam, um, are ex-Muslim. We always, um, we always ask them this question. We're like, okay, so which way do you face? If you were on Mars, which way do you face to read your namaz? Cause you're supposed to face the Kaaba, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, which way are you going to face? Or which God are you going to worship on Mars? You know, it's just, these are the kind of questions when you're just like, okay, what, what is going on? Yeah. But that doesn't scare us to ask those questions. And I love that because that's fascinating to me. And, you know, I think anything in life can be that fascinating. Just being open to it and being open to new questions and new answers. That's fun for me. And that's why I do this podcast because I learn stuff and then I get new questions and I get questions. It does two things for me. I get the questions and I get to learn about people, but it also helps also the, my guests to craft their message because sometimes they're not quite sure what their message is or what their brand is. So mm. I love okay. that. I love giving them a platform to work that through and not, it's not an interview. It's always a conversation. And we've had a great conversation mm -hmm. today. No, I I've think it was it. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I love talking to you. I could talk. It seems like we could talk for hours, honestly. And that's wonderful. Yeah. No, I, I'll definitely bring you on, uh, on my English channel. Definitely one of these days. Um, 
Sure. Um, I just have to schedule my days, which uh, day I want to do that and then, you know, keep all those streams. But yeah, no, we should definitely do that. And um, I think it's good, like when we connect with one person to the other, our audiences also exchange, we grow our audiences and stuff. And I think it's all about networking um, nowadays. And it's all about elevating other people and making, you know, see their worth too. And so mm-hmm. let's wrap this up. And why don't you tell everybody how they can find you on social media or, and all talk about all your shows because I really want to hear about them and I want my audience okay. to hear about them. So they can easily find me with my name, Mahalit Sarkari. If you Google, you will come to my website. Uh, from the website, you can find me. Facebook, YouTube, even if you go on YouTube, you'll find my channels right there. Uh, There's three different channels on YouTube. There's one for makeup, there's one in Urdu, uh, and there's one in English. So the Urdu channel is called Belagam Show, meaning like, um, you know, Belagam means like untamed. I can't be tamed. (laughs) You know, like you have an untamed, untrained horse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So um and then uh in english the show is called unspoken because we talk about things that people don't talk about um waking up the west you know that's another concept of it um i and my makeup channel is just you know actually makeup channel i'm growing it into i don't know if you know bailey syrian but uh she is a youtuber so she does her makeup and she talks about all this murder crying and stuff and real incidents like you know, mm-hmm. Ted Bundy or what was that guy's name? Paul Bernardo and, you know, all these mm-hmm. kind of people. So I have thought of uh, doing that, but doing it in my language because there's nothing like that. So I'm going to be starting that very soon. It does take a long time to make a script and um, put that together. Uh, you can follow me on Facebook, but for anybody that wants English content, um, yep. they have to go on my Facebook page, uh, not page, but my profile and uh youtube or instagram because those are the places instagram i don't do it's mostly beauty stuff i keep it away from it and still get blocked but mm-hmm. you know uh mostly on youtube is where you will find m- most of this material all the ex-muslims interviews um and where i'm going to be bringing in a panel of just women all mostly women from pakistan and talk about women's rights and kids oh, rights. Yeah. i want to see that for sure you best let yeah. me know when that happens because that's something I would watch for sure. Yeah, that's that's for yeah. You get you got a hook fish hook in my mouth just for that one alone because I yeah, love that for idea. Sure. I think the English channel will do very well once uh, it's out there and people are listening to it and stuff. Yep. Because um, not that I'm bragging, but I think I do have some good points. Um, people can connect with me on those things, you know. So I agree, and you should brag and be proud of what you're doing i appreciate that and i appreciate you having the time today to come on my show and just talk frankly which is what i knew you would i knew you wouldn't hold back and i love it that makes me happy and it's been a great conversation yes no thank you so much for having me i know i've been busy and we wanted to do this a long time ago but yeah no we'll continue i think it's uh, amazing um i can also refer you some more people that you can bring on your show and they're amazing people you know they, they speak in english they're yep. they're all living mostly in the west but they can share their experiences with you you know what they think about the it. west or about the religion and all that stuff yeah they're very I, very well educated red people great i love that idea well i appreciate you i'm 
and I will catch up with you later. All right. Thanks, Kelly. And give lots of hugs to the doggy. I saw him. He was bucking. <laughs> oh, she gets jealous when I'm on my podcast. So oh, yeah. <laughs> that's normal. Very normal. This is my 31st episode. Pretty much all 31 of them. She's been in there somehow. Yeah. yeah. No, mine always does that. He'll either come bark or, you know, he wants yeah. to come sit by my feet. Right now he's sitting right there. He gets the sun. So they always got to be around you. Dogs are amazing. But yep. thank you so much, Kelly, and uh, we'll talk soon. You bet.